Floyd, I'm bad. I'm a bad boy. Oh, no. What happened? Um, I should have played this intro song on Monday because the guy that did it, Bill Withers, died last week. He did, but you know what? It's a timeless song, so you can play it whenever. Right, right, right. We should have, I, I should have played it to acknowledge and honor him on Monday, though. But here it is, because it is one of our... Uh, and the sunlight hurts It's one of our opening songs. Uh, busy show today. Don't want to hammer you with uh, coronavirus stuff, but kind of a, a good, a positive headline to start the day. The Mudhens are going to hold an, a virtual opening day. Um, that will be a good time because we're not going to have an opening day at the regular time. So good stuff there from the Mud Hens. Details to come around uh, 6.15 or so, maybe a little bit earlier than that. Uh, Sandy Spang will be on the show. Sandy Spang is a former city council member. Then she moved over to the mayor's business development committee. And uh, there's there's $10,000 sitting out there for you if you're a small business. You know, individuals are getting 1200 bucks more with kids, more if you're a family of several people. But uh, $10,000, forgivable loans if you do if you do a couple of things uh, to keep your small business afloat during that. So that's around 615 or so. If you missed that podcast, we always have it for you each and every day. Also on the show today, lots more guests. My friend Robin Eisenberg will be here on with us today a little after 7 o'clock. Nami is still up and running strong. No walk, though. Details to come. And um, it's uh, a a religious figure in our community who's been on the show who is, uh, I don't deem him like the lady that we played Monday who said, I'm, I don't think Ben Snyder has ever said I'm covered in Jesus's blood. Um, and that's why we like Ben so much. And, and obviously this is kind of a big religious week with Easter happening this weekend, good Friday. And then today is the beginning of Passover. And it just, and it's a complete coincidence that my Jewish friend, Robin will be, will be on with us, but you know, dealing with religion and spirituality is challenging in these times as we get together in large groups typically, but not now. 419-240-1055-539. Good morning. It's Eric Chase and the one and only Floyd. Hey, good morning, Toledo. Hello, friend. Hi, how are you? I'm okay. I've sent you some links. Uh, and I send you a lot of links. Not a lot, but I, I try to be choosy because I don't want to be the person that sends so much that it becomes overwhelming. I have people who do I have, I have people awesome. who do that to me and I I begin to ignore them. It's the boy who cried link that you must see. I have nothing but time. Send me whatever you want to. <laughs> What's I sent you a couple things about the goofy movie in the last couple of days. I did see that, but I was I don't I still don't feel good, so like I've like all for those of you guys that don't know. When I'm sick, I lose all willpower to actually live and move on. So I did get that. I'm excited. Did that happen already, though? I don't know. Or is it today? I, I think it's today. I just saw it, and I figured I'd send it your way because I remember last week you said you were going to saddle up and watch the Goofy movie. It's my favorite Disney movie. Really? I had no idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I didn't know. I, I, I remember it as a kid. I don't remember watching it, but what's the basic idea of it? Um coming of age a young teenage boy fighting with his father not trying to follow in his footsteps but lo and behold that disney golden rule at the end of the movie you become your parents got it while on a musical journey featuring music by tevin campbell you're welcome really so this movie Mm -hmm. was made in what the 80s or 90s um early mid 90s mid 90s because i was like in the double digits so we'll say like 10 11 it's not something like from the 40s or 50s in those days Mm-mm, no, it's okay. um, it's Goofy has a son named Max. Got it. Okay. All right. 
Um, all right. Well, there's goofy stuff out there. I wanted to ask you about that. I see if you can help me with this. So uh, we got a nice day yesterday after all the storms cleared out. And so far as I know, when I when I flipped on uh, <clears throat> WTOL this morning, I think I heard Melissa Andrews say that there's there was no damage last night uh, with the storms. And I know that there was a possible tornado, um, at least when I went to bed, that they we were on the lookout for that. I don't think any of that happened. I did hear some storms last night. Did you hear them? Um, they did wake me up. I believe to reelaborate on your story, there's like 277 people without power. Yeah. So people like in, were- the, in the McCord burn area, like my mom's area. Like I text her to see if she had power, but she's asleep. So, so some power out, but I don't think uh, any damage, which is good because yeah, nothing know, too crazy. Um, we don't need to be beaten up uh, any more than we already are, especially, you know, without power, not that it, it could linger for days, but just not the situation. Um, to be in, so we had a nice day yesterday. I was outside for for a lot of the day, and I ha- here's what I I could use some help with. When I'm out walking the neighborhood in the middle of the day, or like any time between like ten and five, ten and four, mm-hmm. I see a smattering of people as I'm walking around, and I've I've walked sometimes for like ninety minutes. I just get my phone, I make phone calls, I catch up with people, um, I listen to some podcasts, I listen back to our show to see if we I, if we could have done anything better or whatever. Um, and I keep myself busy. It's I'm guessing I still would have done this even if the gyms were still open, but now I'm taking advantage of the weather. And I see a couple of people. Three at most. Maybe there's a couple of older people. Um, not many. When five o'clock hits... It's it's just a track outside. My neighborhood is is two circles essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a little less than a mile, I think. Well, it's about sixteen hundred steps if you do one circle. It's closer to a mile if you do both circles. Okay, and, and it's just a constant stream of people, um, kids riding bikes. It, it, it it's wild. It's a neighborhood. Yeah, it looks but, yeah. like. Okay, so you've gotten the point that there are more people walking in the evening than there are during the day. Here's my mm-hmm. question. I would understand that under regular circumstances, but everybody's home now. So I'm wondering why they're not doing more walking during the day. They're certainly home. And the only thing I could guess is um, that maybe there are a lot of essential live in my neighborhood and they're not home during the day. Or maybe they're keeping that routine for their kids. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you might, these people who work from home, they, they have, they have a whole new schedule now. Like they got to, they, got to clock in and tell Timmy and Jim Jennifer to do their math and read a book. But like, um, I maybe just to keep their schedule the same, just so they're not uprooted completely. Okay. I don't, I would, I don't know. That's a good question. Cause I think I would shift everything to the morning and have my evening free. Does that make sense? I like get everything out the way. Like, let me get my steps in now. Then I'll clock in and work. And then we'll teach Kelly and Tommy how to, What's two plus two? I don't know. I would think that, I that you'd, you'd want to break from going a little stir crazy or sitting at your office couch. And I figured you'd want to get out. Um, I I don't I don't know what the reason is. I mm. but I I noticed it last night. I'm like, God, it is just a steady flow of people. It's like I'm at. I, it's like there's a YMCA track in my neighborhood, <laughs> and, and I don't see it during the day at all. So I wanted to throw it out there for you to. Uh, Give a give a hypothesis. I would I, like. I'm just thinking, like, if I were if, if that's a big if. If I was a parent, like, because my sister lets my nephew sleep in a little bit longer now, but like yeah. he still he still gets up at a decent time. Like, 
he sleeps to like maybe nine or ten, and she's like, "Okay, we got to get up." But I don't know. I think as a parent, I was probably still keep the routine. I, I don't know. That's 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 why I'm not a parent. Um, we've we're gonna change up how we do the pandemic throwback. Five fifty one. Good morning. It's the morning reboot. I've just confirmed another guest for our show later on today. How about that? Oh, we're just racking them up. Yeah, hey, the more people we have, the less we have to do, right? Mm-hmm. And I have tummy issues, so I am okay with that. Any idea? By the way, it's Q105, the morning reboot, Eric, Chase, and Floyd. Any idea why your stomach's still bothering you? No, I, today is worse than yesterday. But I'm mainly, I'm, I, like I said, I have nothing but time, so I will suffer and we will be good. Your medicine, is it, does it your, medi, your medicine messes with your stomach? It does, but I have, I'm playing scientist today, and I did not take the pill for him. I took my insulin. So, but I didn't take the pill form. We'll see how that goes. But it hurts. Like I said, I'm not sick. It just hurts. Yeah, I get it. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I think you might have seen, but this is a surprise to me. Hamilton is coming um, here to Toledo. I know, and, and the gays freaked out. And take my gay card or my theater card, if you will, because not just gay people like theater. I, I am not a Hamilton fan. Really? I really, I would, I, this is like the first time I ever want to be like everybody else and I would love <laughs> to see this. I'm sure tickets are going to be really hard to, to come by. No uh, no date yet. Um, when it Don't get be. me wrong. If someone was like, hey, Floyd, you want to go see Hamilton with me? I'm not dumb. I'm not going to say no. We can talk more about it later because I have questions for you about it. Um, yes. We're changing up how we do the pandemic throwback song of the day. Initially, Floyd chose the three songs. But you know, I tire of things quickly, and I, it's, not, it's not because <laughs> You're I... You're tired of your songs losing. That's what it is. It's not even that, and I haven't even given you given you any suggestions, and it's not even because I I'm, I want any of these songs. Um, so we're going to go head-to-head now. Floyd will choose a song, I'll choose a song, and then you vote on them. In fact, uh, our Q105 Facebook page can start taking votes right now. Um, what is your song choice for the day? Mine is the throwback of all throwbacks. It's Super Bass by Miss Nicki Minaj. Okay. Nicki Minaj versus my selection. T-Pain, I'm Sprung. That's such a good song, too. These are some good choices today. So uh, which one would you like to hear for the pandemic throwback song of the day? Um, 7.30 is when we play it, and then if you miss out, we play it once more before we wrap up uh, the big part of the show uh, before 9 o'clock. So T-Pain, I'm Sprung is my choice. And I definitely want to hear that one rather than super bass because I'm. I'm well, that's because that's your choice. Well, yeah, and I'm. I'm. Just, I don't. I'm just burned out on on super bass. I might. I might really. Just, When's yeah. the last time you heard it? I heard it too many times when it came out, and then afterwards. So. Well, you chose this profession. I know. I, I know. I did. <laughs> I, I absolutely know. T Pain or Nicki Minaj vote on our Q105 Facebook page. Um, shout out to uh, Ruby the Corgis. Ruby the downtown Corgis dad. Josh, um, you know, probably know Josh from Twitter, and he sent me a link. Yes, yes, yes. He sent me a link yesterday um, to something that's going on in the, in the Northeast, somewhere on the East Coast, at one of their their supermarkets there, and he sent it to me because I mentioned it. I mentioned yesterday on the show going to Target or other stores or Kroger, any anywhere really. It's hard to walk down the same aisle as somebody because as you cross, you're not six feet apart. If you're going one way and they're going the other, you're you're going to be within a couple of feet of each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that the end of the world? Absolutely not. 
Um, I do my best when that happens to make sure that I turn my face away from them. Um, or if I can peek down the aisle, I won't go down that aisle. I'll come back. I'll go down the other aisle and come back from behind them. And he sent me an article about some places um, on the East Coast that are doing um, like arrows on aisles. And they're, they're basically one-way aisles. Kind of like, uh, you know how, how parking lots, when they're when you have to park diagonally, you can only go one, you should only go one way? Mm-hmm. Uh, the not Cricket West. Yeah, maybe it is Cricket West, where Costco and Fresh Market are. You can only go one direction uh, in those lots, so you can park properly. This supermarket is doing one-way aisles, and I think that that's a great idea to offset what my issue was of walking down and, and kind of coming within a foot or so of someone. That makes sense. I and I've always thought that too about malls. Like it's so weird when like when you're walking down the mall and you see someone heading your way and you're like, ooh, which way are they gonna pivot? And you're like and lo and behold you plan this choreography out in your head and you guys both pivot the same way, and you're like, ah Yeah, it, it's kind of I don't know if it was never a a rule rule, but it was just kind of understood. Like going back to school or summer camp, um, you stay on the right. I see, I never knew that. Maybe that would ease some anxiety as a teenage youth because I was like, every time someone's walking towards me, I'm just like, oh crap, which way are they going to go? Yeah, it, it it comes into play most of the time these days when you're at like Franklin Park Mall. Like, why are you why are you walking against the majority of the flow of traffic? The most indirect walking. It's like also when people are walking in a parking lot to their car and then they just do it like a sharp, jagged right and you're like, you were nowhere near your car. Why did you cut me off like that while walking? I've done that before, but only because I wasn't I was uncertain where I parked. Mm, you're one of those people. Uh sometimes. I usually almost always know where where my car is parked, but there's sometimes I just uh, I'm I'm on the phone or I'm texting as I'm getting out of my car after I've parked and then I don't have that that memory of where it is. So sorry. Hmm. I'm sorry for cutting you off. I apologize. <laughs> No 5.57 in the morning reboot. We've got track- traffic here in one second. In about 15 minutes, maybe a little less than that, Sandy Spang, former council member, um, she uh, owns uh, both of the plate locations, and one in South Toledo, plate one, and plate 21 in downtown Toledo, where the Big B used to be. Um, 10,000. Good news, bad news, breaking news, fake news, local news, and even real news. And yeah. Just the news you need with the morning reboot with Eric Chase on Q105. Uh, we'll have a lot of guests in the show today. Uh, my friend Robin Eisen from NAMI, which is still up and running. Uh, ben Snyder from Cedar Creek, still up and running digitally. And another guest, which will remain a surprise to my good friend, Floyd. What? Are you scared now? Nope, because I'm in the comfort of my house. Right, right, right. Uh, <laughs> and, and Floyd will eat ranch on the air if you want to pay our premium here on Q9, uh, Q105. $3.99 a minute to watch him eat ranch on Floyd's OnlyFans with Ranch account. Um, I am a premium prime beef. It is five ninety nine plus tax. Well, it's Wednesday. It's the first Wednesday. It's the second Wednesday of April. So I know that we're running deals then. I guess. Uh, with <laughs> no one is voting, uh, not surprisingly, with less than a month left to vote in the primary, fewer than twenty five thousand people in Lucas County 
uh, have submitted ballots on Ohio's first all-male election. By comparison, uh, in the 2016 primary, there were 113,000. Lucas County Board of Elections has mailed out more than 8,500 absentee ballots since Governor DeWine signed into law a coronavirus relief package that extended the vote-by-mail period for the primary. The deadline to get a ballot or request one is April 25, but by that point, it's unlike unlikely to make it back to a person and the board in time you can track your ballot or print an application to get what you need at vote.ohio.governor and uh vote.ohio.gov and i think wisconsin went ahead yesterday with an in-person primary they did and um i'm interested to see their voter turnout because i know a lot of people like watching like some of their news clips a lot of residents were less like i'm not going to vote so i'm sure their numbers are pretty low as well that was me back in march when this first began i'm like i'm not i'm not going out today they just said everybody they just suggested everybody stay home i'm not going there right um i'm curious to see if wisconsin sees an uptick in sickness (laughs) we'll see Uh, all right let me tell you something off air no 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 okay before I forget. UT's President Sharon Gaber highlighted an improving graduation rate and rising grants to researchers during the State of the University speech, which was delivered by video yesterday. The, the address, her fourth since becoming UT's president, also praised faculty and staff for their responses to the pandemic and the crisis that comes with it, um, both in terms of establishing remote student instruction and of promoting community understanding of the virus and its impact on public health and the economy. Despite these unprecedented times, our role as a public research university is more important than ever. Through the fall semester, she said UT's six-year graduation rate reached a record high of about 52%, surpassing the 50% target set in its strategic uh, plan three years ahead of schedule. So some good news, though. I don't expect um, these things to be riddled with bad news. So nice right. work. And UT is uh, obviously a great school for uh, for med- medicine and a great medical school and engineering. And those are important things that we need to tap into right now. Uh, I agree. Well, thank you. With the UT, <laughs> no, I wish, no, I'm no, I'm just thinking like because we talked about this off air before. I'm not a I'm not a university college type person. Like, right. even though I attempted when I was younger, I I went to a trade school. So like, it's good to see actually see good news for these kids who actually have the stamina and the willpower to go to a four year college and beyond. Yeah, to be in the medical field, uh, you could pick a, a lot worse places than going to UT. So I'm glad mm-hmm. we have that here in, in, at that school. Uh, during, I, this is my favorite story of the week, I think. During the pandemic, many school buses are just sitting around, but no longer, at least with TPS. They're, they're, putting, they're making them Wi-Fi hotspots, according to uh, Dr. Duran, who is in our, uh, our Quarantolito graphic. He is, he is. The district is rotating multiple buses at 11 different communities through a partnership with LMHA. Uh, this will reach close to 2,000 students. Many of these kids who are at home, we, we worried about their meals at first, and I think we got plenty of that taken care of, but how do they get online to do any work? They don't have internet. Um, as education continues from home, TPS students have the option of picking up packets or working online. This will help more students uh, choosing the online option. The bus schedule has been listed on, let's see, it was a story by Kaylee Kirby at WTOL.com. T-O-L, yeah. But it's great that they've, like, uh, you know, I, I guess they're, what, taking, like, hotspots? Like iPad hotspots, sticking them on a bus, and the kids can go hang out around the bus. And and that which is awesome too, because you gotta keep in mind, like when you want to do work, you're a kid. You're not gonna sit there like 
take your time. Like you want to log on. You don't want to work on paper. So I think this is a great idea. Yeah. Mud Hens uh, are hosting a virtual opening day on April 16th. So eight days from today as the organization plans to celebrate the team's originally scheduled first game of the season through events on social media. They're asking for fans to submit videos leading up to the event. Um, the team will hold a Facebook live session, including the rebroadcast of a classic Mud Hens game. Fans could submit videos of a first pitch and a national anthem performance, and they'll take uh, the virtual field at five 5.30 p.m., followed by a broadcast of the 2006 International League Governor's Cup Championship game against Rochester, where I believe the Mudhens also noted you can see a very, very young Jordan Strack in that video. <laughs> nice. Um, I'd like to know if uh, the ensuing alcoholic carnage will come with this virtual opening day. Will I be virtually drunk? I, I think we've all been celebrating opening day since we got the stay-at-home order, to be honest. Yeah, and oh, by the <laughs> way, I, I don't have it in news, but and I, I really wanted – I'm sorry that I missed it, uh, but I guess the big takeaway from Wine with DeWine yesterday was actually – alcohol and you can carry out two beverages now from places that uh, you are carrying out food and also have a liquor license. They've obviously got to be in a closed container and there's some other restrictions um, and I thought this might conflict or be a, a, a bad thing for potential drinking and driving but it's two drinks and it's supposed to help these businesses uh, make a little bit extra money. Did you see this? I did see it and um, I quickly did a Google search to see if my, my local favorite down the street is doing it. Which place? Poco Loco. Yeah, yeah, I am. Cause he, sorry. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. No, 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 Because no. I said, it's like one of my favorite Mexican restaurants of many that we have offered here in Toledo. But when I heard that yesterday, I was like, oh, that sounds like a great idea. Yeah, grab a couple of margaritas to go. Um, Hamilton is going to premiere in Toledo as part of the twenty. 20- uh, the 2021-2022 Broadway uh, tour. Dates for the shows have not been announced, but more information will become available at broadwayintoledo.com. According to the release, the best way to guarantee tickets to Hamilton is to purchase a season membership for the 2020 and 2021 season, so the upcoming season. Season members who renew their membership will be able to guarantee their seats for the premier uh, Toledo engagement of Hamilton before tickets become available to the general public. So I'm going to guess if you're just trying to buy individual individual tickets for this show, you're going to have no shot because I'm guessing all the season ticket holders will grab them all up. Would that be correct? That is absolutely, that's with any show, but let alone Hamilton. I think that's what happened with Lion King. So. My birthday's coming up in May. I think I know what I'm going to splurge myself with. Uh, Lion King at the Stranahan was scheduled for March 25th through April 12th. I don't believe they have rescheduled that yet. No, um, I have a few few friends who are ticket holders. Okay. I think they're rescheduling it because a lot of people have not... No one's complained about getting a refund. Right. So I think they're banking on it to be rescheduled. But when you do shows like that, they're pretty good with like refunding you money if it doesn't come around. The Waitresses was scheduled to go April 30th through May 3rd. That's been moved to October 8th through the 11th. Why did we just talk about the Waitresses the other day? Because Sarah Burrells wrote it. That's right. That's right. All right, cool. Um, where will, will this be at the Stranahan, or will, do we have another Broadway in Toledo location? Are you talking about Hamilton? Yeah. I think that's all. Ooh. If it's multiple dates, it's probably at the Stranahan. Okay. If it's like one date, it'll probably be at the Valentine. They do, they both do like Broadway and Toledo. Okay. Uh, I believe this will be up on our Q105 Facebook page very shortly. Um, I'm glad that we, you know, we. I heard, I was listening to my favorite sports talk host yesterday, and he was talking about how we can 
concern ourselves with the crisis, and we can also follow the NFL draft. Like, it doesn't have to be misery all the time. So I, I greatly appreciate, I don't know if this is happening in other states, that Governor DeWine can get out the important information, some of which is is, is quite grim, um, although things seem to be improving just a little bit. But we can also have some fun with things, like uh, when his wife's giving out recipes and stuff like that. Someone made this parody. Enjoy it. One, two, three, four, five, six feet apart. Stay home. Stay home. How's about we coordinate it? That's from the Stovka Creative Company, a creative <laughs> services company based in Northeast Ohio. The video cast the governor and uh, Dr. Amy as classic TV's Laverne and Shirley and shows them and the various characters of the daily briefings engaging in socially distant activities to, of course, the Laverne and Shirley theme song. That's funny. So again, not everything has to be death and sickness. We can we can try to find some some light in this stuff. So I'm, I'm appreciative of that. I'm I'm happy like in this tragedy because you know in the past few years we've we've gone through like sensitivity training with humor. I'm happy that like we're finding our humor back. Yeah. Without being someone to tell us it's offensive or like vice versa. Yeah. Like, I'm happy like we're we're smiling through the pain. Yeah. I hate to use like a cliche, but yeah, you know what I mean. Thousand percent right. You're a thousand percent right. Um, we could basically have an entire streaming network now with with. Uh, 6.54, the morning reboot, Q105. Uh, it's Eric and Floyd. Good morning. Did you say, is it sunny already? No, I said it's seven already. Oh, like, yeah, today's going by fast. It is, but like it's not. it looks gloomy on my side of town. I don't know how it is on yours. Um, like the sky looks gross. It looks, so, it looks okay. Hey, are you are you close where you need to be on your phone or your iPad or your tablet? Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Um... A legendary ly- lyric that is, uh, it's about tw- a legendary lyric about 20 years old has been changed, at least temporarily. We'll, temporarily, we'll get to that in a second. Uh, at this point, there there can be an entire streaming network based on Tiger King. Um, <laughs> there was, Agreed. God, I forget what the thing was the other day. I'm, I'm losing track of these, but here's what's, oh, oh, the movie with uh, Kate McKinnon, right? Oh, yeah, they're doing like a docu not a, a docu-movie yeah, thing. I a docu-movie, yeah. So a mockumentary or something like that. All right, that. so this is what's next. Joe Exotic says he's just signed a contract to participate in a newly announced Investigation Discovery. Is that a network? Joe Exotic? No. Investigation Discovery. Is that a network? No. Yeah, it, it is, but I'm like, he's making deals in prison? I know. Uh, well, so I'm in the wrong line of work, apparently. Okay. Uh It'll be a, an investi- an ID series that's a sequel of sorts to Tiger King. ID's new, new show, Investigating the Strange World of Joe, Joe Exotic, will look deeper into the disappearance of Don Lewis, Carol's first husband. It's going to take a deeper dive into the crime, uh, according to page six. Joe has a contract for the project, and he's going to be participating. Details of his participation are unclear at the moment, as he was sentenced to 22 years in prison in January for his crimes. Entertainment Weekly confirmed that the new show... Though its title is focused on Joe, we'll explore what happened to Carol's missing husband. The series, which doesn't have a release date, will show the investigation you didn't get to see, revealing the secrets only Joe knows and the exclusive footage that has never been shown. This is so interesting to me. Like, 
when I was younger and you were sent to prison, that you were sent to prison. You didn't get to like literally the last time you saw your family was in the courtroom. Now people are making like deals behind prison walls, like in a maximum security state prison. And remember last week we read the story about how he had to be quarantined because he was moved and he couldn't check his email. Like, what the hell? Prison has stepped up since when I was a kid. I'll tell you that. Right. Uh, what, okay. To each their own, though. What do you They're th- going to watch it. That's the thing, though. What do you like, think? Th- Sorry. Go. What do you think his email address is? Probably Joe Exotic, some sexually explicit number at gmail.com. I was going to go at Netscape. <laughs> <laughs> or SBS Global, wherever it's called. Yeah. Global. Um, that. Let's see. Let's see. So, do you have any interest in, in what it. You've seen the Ten Commandments, right? Yep. Do you understand it? I do like that movie, though. Okay. So it's really... Lo- but, yeah, you might, you're asking Floyd, and he had to resort back to the last time he saw it, which was when he was a teenager, and I was like, why is this movie so freaking long? I know, and it's it, 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 it's still long by today's standard. It's like six hours, right? Mm, it, it, it's lengthy. So it's the story of Passover. Does Passover have any appeal to you? Like, do you have questions for me? Like, why do you eat that? Why does this happen? No, I think Charlton Heston answered most of it in the Ten Commandments. Okay, I, no, I, I know the, I'm being a smart butt. No, but no, I, I I know the basis of it. I honestly do. Okay, so um, a lot of famous Jewish people, much more famous than me, are putting together a Saturday night seder. So I'm pretty certain tonight is the first night of Passover. They're going to do this on Saturday night, on the fourth night of Passover, uh, to celebrate the holiday with comedy and music. It will be on Saturday Night Seder. Dot com. Some of the people, and, and again, these are, I, I wish I would have known, I'm, I'm assuming all of these people are Jewish. I can tell by mm-hmm. some of their names. Uh, Finn Wolfhard, who is one of the kids from Stranger Things. Mayim Bialik. Rachel Brosnahan from, uh, uh, is it Fleabag? No, no, Miss Maisel. Oh, yes, yeah, she is. Um, I know you're talking about, yeah, she gets nominated for everything. That's how I know her. Why am I like so off today? What, what the hell is wrong with me? Because it's Wednesday. Is that really? Yeah. Okay. So Rachel, Rachel Brosnan is Miss Maisel, and yes, she has won lots of awards. Harvey mm-hmm. Harvey Firestein will be there. Busy Phillips, um, Dan Levy, several uh, Fran Drescher, several other fin- familiar names, and one I'll throw at you. I can only imagine she is uh, maybe convert. I don't know. Cynthia Arivo will be at this virtual seder. Oh, she's that rare black Jew. Maybe like Sammy Davis. Yeah. Well, she's also British too. So like they have a very broad spectrum of people so she very well could be saturday night seder.com maybe i'll watch it and the lyric she's singing i don't know i don't know i'm curious to see more about this Uh, how about my people right the tribe (laughs) the tribe um britney spears her biggest song ever is is likely baby one more time one of the lyrics in there is my my what is killing me my loneliness uh so she had an illustrator Patricia Urudia re, uh, did some art and, and Brittany reworked the graphic. My loneliness is killing me. And Brittany's been very supportive of social distancing and stay-at-home measures. So now my loneliness is killing me has been changed at least graphically to my loneliness is saving me. Oh, I like that. Yeah. I like that. Uh, my loneliness is saving me. Okay, I like it. It goes, it goes. Last week, she had a post thanking essential workers and medical professionals, people in the restaurant industry as well. Earlier last month, uh, she would be donating, said she would be donating supplies to three fans in need as part of the Do Your Part Challenge that many celebrities have participated in. That graphic is going to be on our Q105 Facebook page, 7 o'clock with the morning reboot. It's just coincidence 
that we did a Passover story and Robert Eisenberg, my friend who is Jewish, uh, is going to be on with us next because she is on to talk about some NAMI things. And NAMI is still up and running and a lot of people need some mental health. Hi, good morning. Welcome to the show. It's the morning reboot 712 on Q105. A little bit after 730 this morning. We uh, want to ask about a about a parade in a certain part of town and whether that will uh, continue. But good morning. Welcome to the show. Thanks for listening on your smart device, uh, Google or Alexa. You can get our app, Q105 Toledo, is what you search in the app store. It's Eric Chase and Floyd and my good friend, Robin Eisenberg, the executive director of the very much still functioning NAMI. Hi, Robin. Hi, Robin. Hi, Eric. Hi, Floyd. Good morning. Hello. Hi, good morning. Uh, we shouldn't be on a delay. We should be good to go. And uh, everything is good to go at, at NAMI, even though the building is shut down like everything else. Everything is still fun- functioning. Tell me about it. Yes, everything is still functioning. We've got virtual support groups for participants and families. We've got creative expression workshops going online. And, of course, our family navigators are available to help anybody who's struggling or needs some help figuring out where to where to find some support i'm sure you've seen it like i've seen it i mean you've got we talked about your uh, your, your girls yesterday um but i know that there are a lot of people who are going through tough times right now what i usually have a couple of times per year they're feeling it hard because people are isolated they can't uh touch their loved ones or people they're they enjoy seeing regularly so i know a lot of people are for lack of a better way to put it they're in the pits right now and you guys can be a great resource right Absolutely. You, and you know what? You kind of hit the nail on the head there. A lot of people are struggling with things that they've never had to struggle with before. And it's new to them. And um, that NAMI's here to kind of navigate as well. Yeah, there's... I'm one, oh, sorry. You're, go ahead, Floyd. Explain well, I was going to say, I'm one of those people. I think um, I said this briefly when we had Alex on the other day. I've never had like or like diagnosed or like how anxiety works. But I would say like my stress level has been like on 10. And I feel like when my stress has like slowly morphed into anxiety to the best that I can describe it. And this is a feeling that I hate and I don't understand it. And like most times I try to cope. But other days I'm just like cuss word. I can't stand this feeling. I think that um, just about everybody is feeling what you're feeling, Floyd. That That's the sad part of all of this. I think mm-hmm. we're all a little more anxious and we're all more stressed out. And many people, do, this is new to them. Uh, they've never experienced this before. And so they're trying to find ways to deal with it. I can either train 330 million people how to live like I do, which is always keeping people out of my life, or NAMI could help some people. <laughs> That's probably more practical. Robin, um, I had been waiting for it. And, you know, the circles that I read on the internet and follow with social media, I know people have discussed that there could be a potential um, uptick in suicide because of this, depending on how long this goes for the things that you just explained. And, and, and Floyd as well, uh, increased depression, um, increased anxiety because there is so much unknown now. And I actually stumbled across someone who had done some research. Uh, somebody did a paper about how you know it supports my thinking that it, if this continues to go on and people don't have the coping skills that they can normally tap into, um, we have 130 suicides a day in this country. That number could, could jump drastically. So um, I encourage people to tap into what you have. So what are we looking for? Facebook, website, what else? 
Oh yeah, all those things. I mean, if if um, if folks are struggling, they they can call um, our main number, which is four one nine two four three one 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 nine, and leave a message for any one of our staff people. Of course, we're all working remotely, um, but somebody will get back with them very timely, and we can help connect. Robin's fading. Still out. therapists. People are still doing telehealth. Yeah, yeah. This, There's all kinds of things this, um, that people can do. It's it's great to be face to face when you're dealing with a, a psychiatrist or, or a psychologist, so you can feel someone's body language. But you can do that with some of the technology that we have, and this is this is good. This is not like, hey, we need to get you an MRI because your knees hurt. Like we don't have to do that. If you can explain what's going on with you, somebody can conceivably help you and get you back on track whether it's a it's a, a prescription written up for you through telehealth or just someone talking to you uh, like alex and her warm line that she talked about the other day yeah that's a great that's going to be a great resource that new warm line and we're going to be promoting that for sure yeah. and like i said our family navigators they're there to listen i mean they will listen if somebody wants to talk they're not therapists you know they're not going to do therapy but they certainly are a warm listening ear. Yeah, someone mm-hmm. someone that can understand what you're going through. And sometimes you just need to know that someone else understands things. And, and that can be a, a quick pick-me-up. Hey, we're not doing the walk, right? There will be no walk down the street at UTMC on May 9th, correct? Well, there's not going to be a physical walk, but the walk will go on. We are switching to a virtual walk this week. We're excited about it. It's called NAMI Walks Your Way. And um, the great thing about it is people can do whatever they want to do. If they want to walk a 5K... You know, in their neighborhood, that's fine. If they want to do some kind of activity at home with their families, they can do that. Um, they can cook. They can do something creative, you know, with art. Um, just about anything. We're going to leave it up to our supporters and our walkers and the people who believe in our mission. Okay. And we'll do it virtually, and we'll. it'll be online. It'll be on Facebook, and it'll be a lot of fun. Perfect. Um, two last things here. And by the way, it's uh, namitoledo.org, Correct. Absolutely. Okay, you can always find uh, the Nami Toledo page on Facebook as well. And thanks to uh, thanks to, to Pizza Cat Matt, who's been a, a great supporter, really helping everything out this year. Unfortunately, we couldn't do more for the obvious reasons, but it's good to have Matt on board. I have two two uh, last things for you. One, okay. we just had an entertainment story that there's going to be a uh, a celebrity driven Saturday night Seder on Saturday night. How do you feel about that? Where is that going to happen? That's pretty cool. SaturdayNightSater.com. Some famous people uh, will be doing that and raising some money there. And one other thing. I got a TV show. Do you need a new show to watch? I got something for you. Sure. The Plot Against America. Oh, gee. Um, what is that? That sounds, that sounds very anxious. Are you Are you familiar with, uh, it was an Amazon Prime show called The Man in the High Castle. It was an alternate history where the Nazis won World War II. Oh yeah. No, but uh, again, that's causing me more anxiety, Eric. Uh, all right. Well, look. Okay. Well, never mind. This show, especially on Passover. I, I know. I know. <laughs> this, this show that's new on uh, on HBO, The Plot Against America. It's from the writer of The Wire, and I guess it was a book by Philip Roth, a novel by Philip Roth. And uh, it, I'll say this: it's obviously very Jewish. It's from a Jewish perspective, and I feel like I'm watching my grandparents at a young age. My like my mouth is on the floor, and I can't stop thinking about Gertrude and Davy, uh, David, while I'm watching this. Where Where do we find this, Eric? Not that I want to add more stress to my life. It's but... not stressful. Come on, see what your parents went through, or at least an alternate history of what could have happened if the president were yeah. chumming up with Hitler. 
god. We do not need more of this stuff right. on our plates, really. Um, tell, uh, I, I left a comment on your mom's very sad post. I saw that. And uh, I will come pick up all the chopped liver and, uh, and dispose of it properly in the garbage. You can dispose of it right at my house. Yeah. We're not throwing out good chopped liver just because you don't like it. What are some, <laughs> uh, Quickly, tell Floyd some of the foods that us Jews eat on Passover. <laughs> what you don't remember is that why i have to tell floyd well i just know chopped liver and matzah but i know there's other things like you can explain whatever the hell haroset is oh haroset is um a mixture of apples and nuts and cinnamon and it's supposed to represent the the mortar the that you know the that the, slave the slaves had to, we were slaves. yeah the slaves in, e- in egypt the jewish slaves had to or as or as eric would say the original OGs. Yes, the OG slaves. Um, No, but all the foods signify something that the Jews were trying to get out of Egypt away from the Pharaoh. It signifies something that they went through. And uh, one could say that we've been dealing with some plagues here, but uh, stay well and uh, thanks for letting me know that NAMI is still basically up and running as as it's always been, so thank you. Yeah. Please, please keep encouraging folks to call us because we know these are tough times and we... That's what we're here for. Encourage Crystal to call me back someday so I so I can make sure she's okay. I'll send her a text right now. <laughs> All right. Bye, Robin. Bye, Bye Robin. Robin. Take care. Floyd, you want to do a, a, a Seder here on the show? Yeah, I don't know what that is, but absolutely. Look, uh, S-E-D-E-R. Uh, look up Seder Foods and tell me if any of that looks appealing to you, okay? Don't be mad if I'm like, nope. Yeah, well, I'm mostly like, nope to all of it. Floyd, this is one of uh, the songs that have grown on me and Sometimes that doesn't happen, like when I'm so against the song. But this one has this one has pulled it out. This one right now? Yeah. It's a, as the kids would say, it's a bop. Uh, Marin Marsh, the Bones. It's uh, 7:33 on Q105, the morning reboot. I would say the big headline of the day is kind of a fun one for uh, coronavirus stuff, in the sense that the Muttons will do a virtual virtual opening day all over virtual spaces, Facebook and more, and then rerun a classic game of theirs with a young Jordan Strack. That's uh, a week from tomorrow, the original opening day on the 16th. I, As much as I think I saw that there were uh, more deaths than ever yesterday, either nationwide mm-hmm. or in New York, it seems like there's been some positive signs, some hope, which we could all use at this point in time, coming out of New York, the governor... Uh, uh, what your favorite Cuomo, uh, perhaps, said something about things beginning to level off. I saw... Um, I guess the University of Washington has spit out a lot of research and models mm-hmm. that, that many in the media, many all over, have followed. And I think they've downgraded in a good way uh, some projections. So there's a little bit of, little bit of hope out there. Not- and um, I was going to say, Wuhan, China just lifted their lockdown. Right. And now, so, remember, they're, they're weeks ahead of us. but it, They're it's, months ahead of us. It seems like we're, uh, we've, we've got some sunlight in, in a good way here. Um, and we'll approach it with with delicacy, but it's the morning reboot Q105. Um, I think Governor Dwine has said it. Dr. Amy has said it, and others have said it. You know, we can't let up. I would say that having a parade, even if it is for uh, one of the holiest days of the years, for this is Christianity, right? Yes. Okay. Having a parade on one of the holiest days of the years in Christianity, Easter, on Sunday, is probably not the best idea. Floyd, can you you want to share that post because you you stumbled onto this? Um, yeah. So I was doing my normal nosy neighbor scanning through Facebook, and then a church in Swanton is planning to go ahead so with their Easter Sunday parade around the neighborhood, and it's a long route. The I'll read it. The Swanton 
Ministerial Association is organizing the first ever, so it's not like a long-running thing, Swanton Easter Parade on Sunday at noon helps spread the word. All residents feel free to safely congregate along the parade route to help celebrate our risen Lord. Um, You said that it was 50-50 people for and against it? Yeah, I went back to the social media feed, and it when I first they they had just updated it yesterday, uploaded it. It was fifty fifty, but now I think people are waking up, and people are saying they're going to start flagging the post, and they've already tagged the whatever county they're in. CDC is it Fulton County, one of their counties. So they've been flagged, and people have been are taking this very seriously, and they don't want it to happen. Um, it you remember just Monday. It's- Hold, hold on one second. Remember just okay. Monday, we played we played this lady, an Ohio lady. Driving out of this Ohio parking lot is a woman who just attended a church service with dozens of other people, including children. Can I ask you about your decision to go to church to be inside that building? I wouldn't be anywhere else. Aren't you concerned you could infect other people if you get sick inside? No. People who don't go to this no. church. No. I'm covered in Jesus' blood. I'm covered in Jesus' oh, blood. Uh, Maybe they will be on Sunday as well. Um, I, I understand that they could highly suggest what is it uh, safely congregating social distancing but from what i've heard from from people who i trust uh, people who are doing shopping and running errands there are still plenty of people who are not abiding by the the suggestions or the demands to uh to be socially distant which keeps this from spreading and then you know crippling the healthcare system from too many people getting sick i i, I, I hold on a second i, I kind of approach this with how i would on the primary day, which mm-hmm. to me is more important than my religion, uh, being a part of democracy, I wasn't going to go to the polls. I wouldn't go to this. And I would suggest that others not go to it. They find another way to celebrate Easter. Maybe Ben Snyder can help us with this next hour. Well, I was just going to say, I get the intent behind it, not in the climate. But like, I get the intent because people, th- that's their security blanket. A lot of people are comforted by faith and I like I tried to explain this yesterday but I think I stammered stumbled over my words but like people that's their comfort zone but I think this right here is going against everything that the principle of Christianity stands for like love thy neighbor but you want to also keep them healthy and safe yeah yeah th- this goes against what experts are telling us to be as safe as possible and as healthy as possible. Um, If you'd like to text your thoughts on this, for or against, um, 419-240-1055. Floyd, I I believe, I saw, and again, going back to the Corgi's dad, or it might have been Liz from The Blade, uh, that's Josh's wife. I think she posted something yesterday that Stamford, Connecticut, which is kind of like a New York suburb, was doing something similar. And once it got moving on Facebook, it too got shut down. So I, I would say, I'll, I'll say it's 55-45 that this thing gets shut down. Because I think too many people will go, look, we get the intent. The intent is fine. And, and we want to celebrate Jesus and Easter and all this stuff. But it's it could be a public health hazard at this point. In fact, I'm wondering if at some point um, a local official doesn't step in. I, I don't know what Governor DeWine has said about attending churches. I think he is allowed that stuff to happen but spoken out against it I'm, i might be wrong but an official might come out and say this ain't happening because you know what we can celebrate easter and we can have you know several hundred people here and many of them could wind up sick and it's worse in the long run true i, I don't i just i just i just feel that people are so comforted comforted by their faith that like i think they decided to do this without actually i hate thinking I get it. And I, I guess I know. I know. I, and I'm with, trust me, I'm with you, but I just, and like, actually looking at the comments, it's 
the it's the more mature, older generation that wants to have the parade. I'm like, no, this is not the way this works. I believe that. I, I would I would think that the younger you are, the more the more spiritual but less religious you are. And it and it and it bothers me. Look, I don't let it take up my day, but whenever we get into one of these subjects, I, I really it troubles me when Religion, which is a man-made thing, um, and I get it. it. It can give you faith and can guide you in many ways. But when it goes against, like, good health, that's when I, I, I really cringe. And again, this wouldn't necessarily affect me because I wouldn't go. But if this causes a mini outbreak in our area, it it, it then affects all of us. Which stinks because Ohio's doing such a great job. Yeah, <laughs> we, we don't need a we don't need a hot spot. You're, essentially, we, we really are. <laughs> Seven thirty nine. Your thoughts. Text four one nine two four zero one zero five five. This is the morning reboot on Q one zero five. Last hour, we told you about uh, a legendary lyric being changed. Check out our Q one zero five Facebook page for that. Also, last hour we talked about Rachel Brosnahan. Someone is coming after her. All right, welcome to the show. Glad to have you here with Floyd Nye. It's Eric Chase. The morning reboot. We'll be joined by. Uh, Cedar Creek's Ben Snyder around 8.15. We'll ask Ben to weigh in on the Swanton Easter Parade as Ben's doing a lot of, a lot of things for Cedar Creek digitally. And then at 8.30, we've got the rated game, but we've also got a, a special invited guest. Ooh, oh, you can't you can't do this to me. Look, I, I know... You I, know I'm a high alert. I always... And I know anxiety is running high, and I always throw out some, some ominous <laughs> tease out there. But have, have I ever let you down? Have I ever... I mean, have I ever not you brought at least a little bit of joy with some of these surprises? No, yeah. Well, even have, there's like no offense to whoever's coming up. Like when they when I figure out who they are or when they reveal themselves, I'm like, oh, I worked up, I worked up for no reason. Hey, right. how you doing? Right. You're, like you're letting your anxiety. You're getting the phone call from the doctor that says, hey, hey, we need to talk, and you're letting it get the better of you. But like, I can't prepare because maybe one day you'll be like, Floyd, I have a surprise for you. And on the other end is Tamron Hall, and I'm going to lose my mind. Oh, whatever happened to that? Oh, we're still going through. Okay. We'll Flo- talk more about that later. Floyd and Deja might be on the Tamron Hall daytime talk show. Mm-hmm. It's still in the works. Um, hey, you mentioned it off the air yesterday. Then I saw the story, and a lot of people were interested in it. People are getting some car insurance money back. Are we? Because I've got nothing. Miss Flo. I'm not going to say who my insurance company is, but we'll call her Miss Flo. Progressive. She has been begging me for my payment. I'm like... Bitch, I ain't been in my car for three weeks. Okay, yeah, there, no. uh, there's a story that I found. It's on our Q105 Facebook page, and it said that uh, a couple of the big car insurance companies are giving people, or like most drivers, most adult drivers, like 50, 50 bucks back. Um, I didn't, I have, I co- no, I have State Farm. Um, I didn't see State Farm on there, but some familiar, it might have been Allstate. Yeah, you're giving. Uh, well, he was on, C- sorry, he was on CBS this morning yesterday talking about he's working with um, the customers of Allstate. I don't know what that means, but he's definitely doing stuff to help the customers who have Allstate insurance. Yeah, it makes sense to give some money back because people are not, and I, I, I'm fine with people asking for money back of things that they can no longer use because of the pandemic. Uh, car insurance is one of them. I think uh, Planet Fitness said it's going to give me my 20 bucks uh, a month back. I, I guess it depends. If, if it's more like yesterday, um, when we had Kim on from the zoo, I wasn't sure if she said people were getting memberships back, but I could also see why people would be okay leaving their membership money there because the zoo is a good community thing. No, she's, they're extending them. Extending them, yeah. So, so. so like if you have like a year membership and say it's up in, I'm paraphrasing, 
up in May. They're extending it Good. for a longer period of time. I, I at the outset of all this, I, I said, you know, the rich people got to come save the day here because government can kind of take a while to get going. You saw it this morning. Uh, Jack Dorsey, the CEO of Twitter, is the next person who's helping out and giving a billion dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it sucks because sometimes I just read an article yesterday that's saying when you get rich people involved, they often gain more political influence. But you know what? People like Jack Dorsey, Mark Zuckerberg, Bill Gates, they can write a check and get things done rather than the the red tape of of government. So I'm okay, and I'm glad that they're giving their exorbitant riches back to help people who who need the help. It's what Bruce Wayne would do. You're damn right. (laughs) You're welcome for that nerd nerd Uh, moment. We mentioned Rachel Brosnahan, the star of Marvelous Miss Maisel and Mm -hmm. all the awards. It's won last hour. I guess she's Jewish, and she'll be part of the Saturday Night Seder. Saturday night for the fourth night of Passover. Passover, but um, an author is suing Amazon. Author Jody Parley maintains the crux of the series was taken from the pages of her 2014 novel, Fifi, F-I-F-I, Financial Infidelity, Effin, the mistress of the new millennium. She claims in the lawsuit Amazon stole a number of creative elements from the book, including the plight of the main character, the stand-up comedy, general plot points, and character traits and documents obtained by TMZ. Parmley said she wrote her book and then adapted it for a screenplay or adapted a screenplay from it. She then made the Hollywood rounds and it shopped it to a number of studios and executives who said they were interested. After seeing the premiere of the show three years ago, the New Orleans native believed much of the storyline, like the struggling lead character seeking financial independence and leaving her deceiving hubby, was taken from the book. She's now suing Amazon for profits made from the show. Sounds like something that'll be a settlement. It, it sounds like something that'll be a settlement, but it also just sounds like the plot of any romance novel like i don't like when you were reading that story and by no means she very well could be right they, they pray they right. probably could have stole her story but like for me as like a non-reader of that type of genre of book i'm like that sounds like every plot to every defeated woman who becomes a heroine at the end uh, next up speaking of uh famous movies and we mentioned this not that long ago you have seen brokeback mountain right Yes, it's like prerequisite. Yeah. A prerequisite. Yeah, I didn't know if it's on the in the mandatory viewing for for the for new members or whatever. Anyway, right behind Wizard of Oz. <laughs> um, and Sound of Music. Mm-mm. Uh, so that year the Oscars will re- be remembered when uh, Crash Beat broke back Mountain, which was the favorite for Best Picture. Ang Lee's groundbreaking gay romance was the critical favorite, and it won three of the eight Oscars it was nominated for. Um. Jake Gyllenhaal and Heath Ledger uh, weren't there. They weren't there to present. And they were asked to present during the 2007 Oscars telecast. But Gyllenhaal, for the first time ever, revealed in a recent interview with Another Man magazine that Ledger turned down the opportunity because it would mean making jokes at the expense of the gay brokeback love story. I mean, I remember they wanted to do an opening for the Academy Awards that year that was sort of joking about it, he said. And Heath refused. I was sort of at the time, okay, whatever. I'm always like, it's all in good fun. He said, it's not a joke to me. I don't want to make any jokes about him. Uh, Hall, that's the thing I loved about Heath. He would never joke. Someone wanted to make a joke about the story or whatever. He was like, no, this is about love. Like, that's it, man. No. Uh, Brokeback Mountain marked, marked the first Oscar nominations for both actors back then. I, that's awesome because oftentimes when you are novelty in the Hollywood circuit, whether it be black, gay, we'll put even Asian in there, you are also like the back end of a joke, which is funny with the way Hollywood works. It always has like a black, gay, or Asian person making the jokes about that. Right. So I'm happy that he stood his ground as someone who is not, and that's like the sign of a true ally. 
R.I.P. Bro. Yeah, we yeah we lost Heath Ledger uh, too early, and uh, we lost Paul Walker too early. And every now and then, his his daughter, who I believe is now twenty one, pops up and shares something. And she did it because 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 I believe it's Paul's birthday or was recently, and she shared this on Instagram. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Happy birthday! Happy birthday! You just scared the hell out of me. What the hell are you doing? No way. No way. So that's uh, his daughter, Meadow, scaring the crap out of him. They were in some kind of like a production trailer or something, and she just pops in and says, happy birthday. They they had a hug, and uh, it's good to see Paul Walker again. I, For whatever reason, I remember, like, that was like a Facebook eye-opening moment for me because I remember the Sunday that it happened seven years ago, six years ago, and uh, put it on Facebook, and people were devastated. And I had no idea there was that much love for Paul Walker until I saw that. I was the same way, and I. it also made me realize that there were more than just one Fast and the Furious movie. Yeah. Because like, we had this conversation, we're not car people, so we're not really into that type of action movie. But he had a following, and... Come yeah. to find out, he was actually a really good actor. Yeah, um, I, I I saw that that thing he was in with Jessica Alba. They were mm-hmm. like scuba divers looking for treasure. I don't know what that movie is, but I, I know of it, but I don't know the name of right. it off the top of my head. Seven fifty nine on the morning reboot on Q one hundred five. Uh, the Swanton Easter Parade doesn't sound like a great idea. Um, we'll run that by our friend Ben Snyder when he hops on with us around eight fifteen this morning. Because what's Cedar Creek doing for Easter? And I know this has been trouble for, uh, troubling for a lot of people. Who are used to going to all kinds of services, whether it be the two. It's eight twelve on Q one hundred five. Good morning, and welcome to the morning reboot. We are glad to have you here with us. Thanks for listening on your smart device. Alexa or Google, you can also get the app. Uh, just search Q105 Toledo in the App Store. As promised, uh, our next guest is on with us. He is Ooh. hes popular. There's not many places I can think of in all of Northwest Ohio where he could go, where he would not be recognized, greeted, and, uh, and get a friendly hello. His name is Ben Snyder. Hi, Ben. He was there. Ben, are you Pastor there? Pastor Ben. Ben, I see you in the room with us. Is your microphone on? You should be able to hear us totally fine. Ben, want he was just there on like the first go around. No, come back. I'm texting him. Can Sorry. you hear us? Um, I it's the power of live radio. I yeah, I could have, uh, I could have, I, I actually regret it now. So, Foot and I put together a graphic. You might have seen, um, what. What house, uh, a, a quarantine house graphic um, yes. floating around the internet. You found one the other day with uh, with all celebrities. Mm-hmm. And uh, I picked one. I picked one with, I forget the one who I picked. Do you remember who was in your house? Oh, I had the one that we posted on Twitter. No, the one that you, you found initially. Oh, no, 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 no. I forget. It was a friend of mine who, who found it. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, I was like, what are you talking about? Sorry. Okay. Floyd and I, I'm all discombobulated. Ben, you're in the room with us, so we just we just can't hear you. Um, you can call us if you want, and I'll put you on that way, because I want to have Ben on the air. Four one nine, Ben, 419-240-1055. So uh, you pick your quarantine house. Um, and mm-hmm. Floyd and I put one together with lots of local celebrities. In fact, I could have had Ben on there, because again... 
lots of people know Ben. There are uh, uh, media types. There's uh, there's an animal. There's walleye players. There's some poly. Every time Opal's on a list, I know that we're going to get some good buzz with this. <laughs> right. And uh, do you remember whose house I put you in? Yeah, my list was the good house. I was with Katie Holmes, Miss Diane Larson, and I think I was Governor DeWine. And apologies to Diane. I think I misspelled her last name. But uh, there's there's eight houses. I'm actually going to kick Ben out. All right, Ben, I kicked you out. Uh, re- get that link and come back. There's eight houses, and there's four people in each house. And you've got to decide which house you would like to be quarant. Like, which people would you best like to be quarantined with? And, and I mostly did it pretty randomly because some people, like Tony Geftos was like, ah, I got a tough house. And somebody else was like, oh, this one... I, I kind of did it randomly, and the, my only thing I wanted to do was make sure I, I split up the news people as best as I possibly mm-hmm. could, and I think I did that. So there's that. It's floating around on Twitter. You can find it on my or Floyd's Twitter page. It's on our Q105 Facebook page. It's on my. It's it's very easy to find, so something to have a little fun with. As we talked about earlier, like this doesn't all have to be doom, gloom, death, uh, not enough hospital beds. You know, we, we Or under- furious. We understand what's going on, and we're doing. I hope that you, if you listen to the show, are doing the best that you possibly can to do what the governor and other experts have asked us to do. And amid that, we'll have some fun. So that's all I got. That's what we're here to do. We're put on this earth for one function, and mine is to make you guys giggle. All right. Oh, there you are. Oh, he's there. What was wrong, dude? It's terrible. The mic. (laughs) You cut out. I can't hear you now. Ben? No. Oh, this is not yes. working. Uh, I'm like, wait. No. Hello? Hold on. I'm gonna get, he just hopped out of the room, and I'll give him one more chance to pop back in. If that doesn't work, we'll figure this out, because this is going to, this will conflict with our upcoming very special surprise guest. You know what? You know who's not covered in Jesus' blood? Ben's iPhone. Or technology. Uh, 816 with the Morning Reboot. We'll make this work. Thanks for uh, thanks for your patience with this. If you've missed any part of the show where we were... Q105 Weather. Sponsored by Jim White Toyota on the Central Avenue Strip. Open Monday through Friday, 9 to 5 for sales and service. They are here for you. Looks like some clouds moved in. And we'll have clouds today, but more sun later on. High near 70. Tomorrow, windy. Some clouds, 47. Friday, a mix of sun and clouds, 45. It is... 55 in Sylvania right now. And by the way, everybody's showing uh, or posting pictures of what looks to be hail from last night. You should know better after watching Tiger King. That's math. It's Eric and Floyd with more friends to come. The Morning Reboot on Q105. That was funny, right? Oh, yeah. We finally got him. Uh, it sounds like Ben Ben Snyder from Cedar Creek makes one heck of a cup of coffee. Are you uh, Are you all caffeined up now? Oh, you know what? It smells so good. Oh. <laughs> I hear you making it, and I haven't. I've been getting gas station coffee for weeks now, and, and um, I really miss Cor- a real, Corona coffee. That's, Corona that's basically coffee. what it is. Yeah, I really miss a good cup. Uh, before we get into the usual stuff, let me ask you the the prerequisite after my my very funny joke. There, have you watched Tiger King? So we've been a little busy uh, at making adjustments. Uh, it's on my list to check it out, but no, I have not. I've made jokes about it, but I have not watched it. So knowing of it, what, what you do, did Carol Baskin kill her husband? <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know enough about 
any of that to know I if I would even have an opinion. Flint, I think the answer is yes. It's always yes. We, as the someone who only yes. watched two episodes, we don't even get an opinion. Like, as soon as you have, like, an argument, someone shoots you down. So just say yes. <laughs> yeah. Ben, <laughs> ben, I haven't watched it either, but from the, I've enjoyed the memes, and I know that Carol very probably did it. Um, and I know it's it's kind of like a common greeting now. I mean, there's nothing else to talk about besides the virus. It's Carol and Corona all the time. That's funny. Carol and Corona. Um, <laughs> I'm fairly certain. We, we wanted to have Ben on because this is this is a very holy week. It is Passover today. It is Easter this weekend. I'm pretty certain, if I remember right, Cedar Creek uh, pivoted pretty quickly. And you guys shut things down as the governor was making suggestions. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. I was actually in Latin America at the time. Uh, and so I would. <laughs> we were visiting some of the... Uh, church partners that we have down there that serve under resourced communities and um making phone calls back and forth we're like man let's honor the governor so yeah um were were there people in your congregation who i mean you guys are very progressive and forward thinking heck you invited me to come out um were were people upset or did they was it pretty much uh in unity that this they, they knew this was the right call so I would say we had a, probably a little mixture of both. And really, that's more indicative of the kind of the waves in which the information hits people. So even for me at first a month ago, you know, like our end of February, it's like, oh, coronavirus. Ha ha ha. You know, then yeah, we did the same I, thing. And then in March, it was like, OK, we got to pay attention to this. I'm not kidding. But um, end of February, I told our leadership team, I said, hey, we should run a thought experiment where coronavirus requires a lockdown. Like, let's just do it for fun. How, what would we need to do? Right. Because <laughs> I, I don't think this is going to happen. And sure enough, it did. You know, it's like, this is crazy. So I think if you were on the lag end of the information, shutting down a church seemed like you were reacting to overhyped media. Right. And But, man, I'm really glad we did it when we did it. Um, you see the trends uh, globally that churches large churches became uh breeding grounds or spreading grounds contagion grounds for the spread of the virus and so i'm just uh, i'm glad our we as a team we we decided to go online and we had the resources to do that you know yeah. we've been online for years so so how are you i know you're doing a lot of digital stuff you're doing i think you're doing something every day so how are you how are you how have you adjusted um in the meantime and then of course this big very religious week and and what can people do to see all this stuff yeah, I would say, uh, just like with everybody, when you hit a crisis, it breaks all of your mental maps. Like the way that you solve problems, the way that you build your routine, it all went up in the air. So I've got four kids. We've got to figure out their schedules. Their schedules have been thrown up in the air. You know, So the biggest pivot has been how do you get into a new routine because routine is what you need in order to kind of navigate the 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 uh, mindless what where is all of this going right so reestablishing that's been helpful the morning prayer at seven thirty on my Facebook page has been helpful for a lot of people and uh, and then as a team we've just leaned into how do we accelerate online connection we've got thousands of people in online groups uh, not thousands but hundreds you know probably 1,500 to 2,000 people in online groups. Our services had about 12,000 people last weekend mm -hmm. or uh, touch points online. So we're seeing, even though our buildings are full, um, 
people are leaning in and and asking questions and seeking connection and looking for ways honestly we have a lot of people who want to make a difference good so how uh how are you working with this weekend with easter services as opposed to the normal daily thing how are you able to help people out yeah i think uh one of the things we feel like cedar creek in particular the posture that we've taken is try to keep things as what they're used to seeing so it's like oh when i when they watch the service online it has a feel of what it's always been and so easter is really going to be uh a a better digital experience than a normal weekend more music and you know all of that stuff just like our normal easter service and uh, i think what we hear back is people say those the content that we've been talking about the music and all of that stuff is helping provide peace and purpose those are two words that i keep hearing over and over again yeah, people are just like in, in a, a mental health tailspin for a variety of reasons now. They're sad. They're isolated. They want to see people that they love and they care about. They're, the other half of it is, I don't know if you've seen it, but I've seen a lot of people who, who can't sleep because so much... the. We, we live in a world of uncertainty now with, with the news and models changing daily. People don't know. So unless you're me, this is a lot for people. So thanks for doing what you are to help people out. Yeah, I would I'd say same to you. I mean, the the more we can be a voice that acknowledges people's reality, it's tough. It hurts. Some people lost their jobs or or more, you know, Uh, or we got healthcare workers on the front lines battling this every day. So the more we can acknowledge that reality and at the same time call people to a peaceful, purposeful step to take today, just today. I think that we're going to get through this, and uh, we may actually be stronger and better on the other side of it. The incomparable Ben Snyder from Cedar Creek is on with us. I have three more, more I guess, quick hit questions to ask you. One, to put you on the spot, and then the fun things. Um, how do you feel about, I know a lot of churches in the South have continued with in-person services. We just talked about earlier, Swanton is organizing a parade. Um, how do you feel about those things? Uh, I, <laughs> I think that, uh, for, for some people, they're trying to demonstrate a lack of fear, which uh, I admire, I suppose. Um, some, but for me, I, I just think, uh, what we can do online right now yeah. is creating the same kind of stuff without fear of putting more people in the hospital. Yeah. So. All right, the fun question, and then and then a more uh, morning reboot type question. Do you miss you miss the Indians and baseball and sports, <laughs> dude? I'm dying. Are you really? Oh. oh yeah, like March Madness. I don't get into college basketball until March Madness, and right. then our whole family we do brackets, and I give my kids a buck for like every win or you know every. I'm sorry, the winner of every round gets like a dollar, you know, sure. which for them is like a treasure chest of money. So we play as a family, even though they know very little, watch a lot of the games. The Masters, I like watching the Masters. Yeah. Sports in general, I just, I miss it all. Yeah. And last question, as a dad, as a husband, and now work from home stuff, what, what's, what's it like being dad Ben and husband Ben with all the kids and the wife? <laughs> I think um, for all of you parents out there, um, <laughs> Your kids have had their world turned upside down, so don't feel like you're a bad parent and don't assume they are a possessed child. Uh, You know, they're just, I have to be sympathetic to the reality that their routine has been turned upside down, and kids are pretty intuitive. They can pick up the restlessness that you carry, 
So not only is their routine mixed up, but they know that there's something bigger going on and they just don't know how to process all of that. So we've just leaned into caring for our kids. We want to try to create some meaningful memories and at the same time, honest conversation about how this is different. We've never been through this before. Create space for them to process that. So I would say it's overall we're surviving. Some days uh, there's a lot more screaming and yelling than... (laughs) And like peaceful smiles and laughter. What's, uh, so, what's what's been the hardest subject for you to help your kids out with their schoolwork with? Uh, you would ask me that. <laughs> yeah, the the reality is I uh, outkicked my coverage when I married my wife, and right. so she's the real MVP here. Okay, okay? she she nice. does school every morning from she has an educational psychology degree, and she loves connecting with the kids over schoolwork. So. Between her and my oldest daughter, um, she, my uh, oldest daughter is a uh, part-time tutor, so it's working out great. You're one of the, uh, thanks for joining us, you're one of the indelible moments or the memorable moments as we move away from this years in the future. I'll always remember you because, Floyd, it was like the Tuesday as this thing really started to kick up. Ben's like, we're not having lunch, are we? <laughs> oh, yeah. no, nope, we're going to have to reschedule that as things are closing down and we shouldn't be near each other. I so, still would have had lunch with you six feet apart. You know, we could apart. have sat two different booths. Uh, forward thinking, though, you got you guys will have that that lunch date soon. Well, uh, I'll, that's right. I'll talk to you soon. If you need to talk to somebody about sports because you miss it, you can always check in with me. Good luck this weekend with all the Easter stuff. Thanks for doing what you're doing. Yeah, thanks, man. You too. Yes. All right, uh, Floyd. Next up is uh, actually the surprise guest. You might have seen him pop into the room. Or I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I'm not on there. Should I? Uh, no, and and I don't mean him. It, it... Good morning, it's the morning reboot. Thanks for listening to the show. If you just tuned in, you've missed several hours of it, but we can't get on you because, one, you're not commuting like you used to, and you're probably sleeping in. The kids are probably still sleeping. I'll tell you how to get the podcast before we wrap up here. And before we wrap up, it won't be on the podcast, but Floyd, I forgot to get a second spin in for your uh, pandemic throwback song winner today. No, I think you did it on purpose because you lost, but it's fine. The 8 o'clock hour was a little messy. We changed up how we uh, do the pandemic throwback song. Instead of three choices, Floyd and I each come up with one song we want you to vote on. Uh, his super bass beat out my T-Pain I'm Sprung. A win's a win. Win is a win. So we'll play that before we wrap up here at 9 o'clock. Um, we have a special guest on with us. Who are you? You can you can answer. <laughs> Why are you so aggressive, Floyd? Like, you just yelling at me already. What do you mean? You know who this is? Oh my god! Why do I not know this voice? Why am I a horrible person? I'll give you a hint. I don't listen. I'll give you yeah. a hint. last last night. I almost sent you this person's Instagram post, but we've all seen it so many times. Oh, hello, Philip. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Get first nasty. of all, it's wrong my Instagram post. It is amazing. Is it amazing? He had to blur out certain small follicles so he wouldn't get flagged. I don't get bored when quarantine is real. Um, I want to see if we can sneak a quick rated game in, but if we can't, it's totally fine. Philip, so Philip was back to do some uh, choreography for St. Ursula for Jesus Christ Superstar. Yep. And then you went back to London, and you went back right before all this started to happen, right? 
Yeah, like literally, I got back here. Well, I met Danny like in Amsterdam, and then we came home, and then we had to go see his parents, and we had to leave actually sooner than we were supposed to because they started like locking and shutting stuff down. So we got home the day before lockdown happened here. Uh, you're you're much smarter and, and a lot less rich than uh, Kristen Cavallari and Jay Cutler. Floyd, do you know that story? No, but I know who those people are. Yeah, they they <laughs> they like left New York to go to the Bahamas as things were getting shut down. Then they got stuck there because they didn't yeah. leave soon enough. But Phillips in London oh. right now. Uh, your prime minister, uh, Mr. Johnson, or whatever uh, Boris mm-hmm. Johnson, Boris. He, yeah, night two in the ICU, but I guess he'll be okay or he's doing better. I mean, you know, that's what they say, but they tend to, like, hold stuff back. I am just, like, my mind is blown with the way that they're not prepared for something to happen to him here. I'm just really blown by this. So, I mean, we'll see. Right now, they say he's he's stable in ICU. There's no vice prime minister? No, they have, like, they have, like, three head prime ministers or three head ministers underneath the prime minister. But, like, the prime minister has to pick who he wants a successor to be. But, like, if he gets assassinated or something was to happen really bad to him, like, suddenly, they don't know what to do. There's nothing in place for them to pick somebody else to be prime minister. Mm-mm. Floyd, or I'm sorry, Philip, what, what did, uh, what were, what was the buzz about the queen giving an address, which she's only done for the fifth time ever? You know, it was a situation where, like, Danny told me about it as we were taking our daily walk. And I was like, okay, so what's the big deal? And he's like, it just depends on what she's going to say. Like, her whole goal is to basically lift people's spirits and make them know that they aren't they aren't being left alone or behind and, like, they're being heard and that the monarchy is here with them. Where, to mm. me, I'm just like, old lady talking, she sounds funny, let's watch. Right. That the, That's the American way. I promise you, <laughs> I even watch the speech, I go, I'm not inspired by this in any way. That's just to show how different the countries are. What's life do, like? Do you know... People are like, people are literally like, they are up in arms. They were waiting for this speech. And I I said to Daniel in our walk, I said, what happens if she says that she has coronavirus or she has COVID-19? And he's like, people will like be in the streets crying. Like this country won't even know what to do with themselves and blah, blah, blah. And he was dead serious about it. I was just like, that's crazy to me. What's life like? Um, I mean, a lot of places here shut down. I'm sure you followed it. And it seems like most people are following the social distancing guidelines. There are many who are not um, and things will get closed. Like they closed access to the river yesterday in Perrysburg and mommy because there was a lot of fishermen out there. So what's, what's life like over there and what are the restrictions? Yeah. People are definitely like listening to that two meters, six feet rule. Uh, it's funny because like when you go for walks, first of all, emission levels in London are way down, like 80% down what they were last year. So nobody's really driving. So what happens is even on some of the busy streets, people go for their daily walks or their bike rides, but people are walking in the street to avoid one another. Um, I've had to go to the grocery store twice in the past, like three or four weeks, and they are lining up outside, which people are doing there as well. But from my understanding, people there aren't given that like two meters between each other. Stop with, the metric, here. Stop with the metric system. Okay? You're in America now, boy. You say six, six feet. Excuse me. <laughs> They're doing <laughs> the six feet to where it's like he, here, like there's an intended out front of every store. And if you're not standing six feet away and they can see down the line, they'll come up and tell you, you need to move back. Like they're literally telling people like you only have 30 people, depending on how big the store is in the store at any given time. Mm-hmm. And you have to be six feet away in line. And when one comes out, one can go in. Like, that's just we, the rule. One comes out, one goes in. We started that yesterday here in Ohio. Yeah. Really? Yes. Uh, I'm not doing well compared to some of the other states. 
and then my mom went to not my mom my sister went to kroger and they were practicing it and she said she waited outside for like maybe 10 minutes and it was a fluid mm-hmm. motion as soon as someone comes yeah. in someone goes right in i mean as soon as someone yeah, comes out really well. someone goes right in philip if you were uh i mean we've been friends now for a long time um and i know we care about one another if you were concerned about my well-being don't be because i love this I know you do. <laughs> Between you and Daddy, I'm pretty sure you all are in heaven. Like at first, yeah, I was the same way. I was like, I ain't got to go outside. But um, no, I need to go outside now. I need well, if you guys care, I'm dying. So thanks. <laughs> uh, uh, no, no, we don't. No, no, no. So, um, what else is happening over there? You, are, I, I guess you can't work now, right? Yeah, no. The bar that I worked at, because when I came back, they they took me like really quickly. They were like, come back and work. Um, I probably literally work like two shifts and then the company that owns our bar shut down all the bars that they have and they own a good sum of like the gay bars in London and Soho and they own a good sum of like other pubs throughout like the outskirts of London um, and they waited until the government said that they had to shut down but uh, they just like shut down and it was the same day my third shift since I've been back I was supposed to go into work like an hour or two before I was supposed to go in we got the notice that they shut everything down and I haven't been to work. We had Hobby Lobby drama over here, as you might get. You might get. How? They're, How? They're essential. Shut up! Hobby Lobby is not essential. You listen, go get your listen. Wine and wicker is not essential. Listen, listen. When Jesus wants you to crochet a blanket, it's essential. <laughs> and and to emphasize that, Philip, let me play you this. Driving out of this Ohio parking lot is a woman who just attended a church service with dozens of other people including children. Can I ask you about your decision to go to church to be inside that building? I wouldn't be anywhere else. Aren't you concerned you could infect other people if you get sick inside? No. People who don't go to this no. church. No. I'm covered in Jesus' blood. I'm covered in Jesus' <laughs> blood. other people who don't go to this church who you might encounter? All of- okay, Jesus' blood. Wow. I'm That's like, you. I mean... That, like, I just don't understand. I don't understand at all. And it was like, there was a choir of like 45 people that went to rehearsal and then a few of them, like, I just... You said a few. Uh, no. There's a choir of 47 and 39 got sick. And a like, couple of them died, though, didn't they? Yeah. Uh, and that's the thing. Like, they're just yeah. they're just not listening. Like, you have to listen. And then you have this man on TV. What's his name? What's that man's name? Oh. Yeah, cool. so, yes. What I made a parody video. I'll send it to you. Yeah, watch Floyd's Thank video. You. Uh, last, oh my god! Last thing, Philip is Tiger. Yeah. King, is Tiger King over there? Tiger King is the best thing in the world right now. Like <laughs> it is literally uplifting everybody's spirits beyond. And you know what? It's funny because I didn't want to watch it, and me and Danny, we just we've been together nonstop, obviously for like three weeks. And he's like, "Well, let's watch this." So I was like, "Whatever." And we watch it, and instantly just got like hooked. And after one twist, there was another one. And then all of a sudden, like we got on like Twitter and stuff, and all these memes started happening. People started like sending us messages about how we needed to watch it. Tiger King. Oh, oh, and they're coming out with like a um, like a special episode in the yeah. next week or two. Oh yeah. my god, it's uh, great is, in my life. Is it? Is it another reason that uh, people in the UK can make fun of Americans for being like the trash of the of the planet? You know what Danny said to me? He goes, typical Americans. I said, let me stop you right there, homeboy. Let me stop you right there because that is not a typical American. That is Oklahoma and Florida and all the nonsense. Yes, I will. I will say it. That is craziness. That does not come. We don't do that in Ohio. In the, you words, get us caught up. in the words of a very wise man, what you should have said to Danny is, you right. No, <laughs> what you should have said no. to Danny is, 
Do you remember every time what I would say every time I get drunk? I'm from here. Just switch around. <laughs> like I'm from there no more. I'm from there. I gotta. I gotta get uh, Floyd's big win in today.